Hello and welcome to the Half Backed Podcast. Sorry. Hello and welcome to the Half Backed Podcast. I am your host, Tim Williams, the punting podcast, where not only do we try and get you a few winners in the NRL season, but we also try to explain why using one of the sharpest minds in footy to give justifications behind that and learn a few things about the game along the way. That man is Sam Williams, former Canberra Raiders and St. George Illawarra Dragons halfback. Sam, how's the off-season treated you, mate? Your first one as a retired professional NRL player. Yeah, it's sensational, Tim. It's the um, you, you forget about those long runs and the 800s and the 400s into the 200s, into the 100s, mm. into the 50s, into the 10 and backs, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it's great fun while you're doing it, but you certainly don't miss that side of things. But then we come back to the this week of the year, you know, you, you show up and it's the most exciting time of the year bar the grand final because you've got no head noise. You just show up to round one. You, everyone expects to win. Every team, if you ask them, they're prepared for this game and they know how to beat the opposition. So it's just a different mindset. After this weekend, there's always something you can work on, something you can do differently, but... You know, you just show up so excited about this week and, and the do, you do get a little bit of, um, you know, the butterflies do do crop up early in the week. Um, you know, that's probably the one part of it I do miss. Mm. Captain coaching the mighty Queenbean Roos down in the uh, the Canberra competition this season. Mate, since we last spoke, I mean, you're my brother, so we've spoken before since last season. But Unfortunately. Last, yeah, you poor bastard. <laughs> since we last spoke on the Halfbacks podcast... You became a Group 1 winning owner, uh, mate. It was harness, so it only half counts, but still pretty cool. Yeah, it was a hell of a thrill. Yeah, Jared Croker, he um, he started this syndicate along with a couple of his Goldwyn mates and, and family friends about probably seven or eight years ago, and we've ended up with a few trotters, and one of them, Captain's Knock, won the Breeders' Crown this year. Uh, it was a you know an awesome win. He... Um, it's got COVID that week. It's the only race I reckon he's missing in about eight oh. years and he wasn't on track. And, yeah, we had a hell of a thrill. It was an exciting night and um, kept us going through the off-season. Mm. I've been in one horse in my life with the punters club, aptly named Cheeseburger, won one from about 45 then until they eventually retired the poor bugger. Sam, last season's recap, we you finished at an enormous 238.5% return on investment. Uh, you're working at racing and sports now. So uh, alongside the freak footy now, you're actually going to be a bit more data-driven this season. A few more th- uh, a few more stats, I suppose, to work off on top of the, the footy insights. Yeah, that's right here. It's a funny one. I, um, I ended up coming in here to do a podcast for the footy finals last season and ended up with a job a week later. So, yeah, basically we do a lot of um, data around both horse racing and sports. But part of my job in the off-season was going through every try from last season. So I sat through the whole NRL <laughs> season last year and looked at all the tries and where they occurred and who who who's at fault. And we've got a really big database on um, you know anytime try scorers. So it probably adds a little bit more pressure to it. Uh, but to be honest, most of the time I'm going with my gut anyway. So hopefully uh, you know you put those things together and we can get some winners again. To have sat through every try last season to put this data together that. Gives me shivers. Get I'm getting so excited for this podcast for this season because, as, as I said, I think we were scratching the surface last season. Even the hail mary play we threw out there, as far as the percentage of our plays was worth a, a fair bit too much. So to finish on that is an unreal return. I finished on 116 percent return on investment for the season. Uh, the special 
uh, SC Playbook market that we had with our bookmark maker last season finished at 1,000% return on investment. So hopefully we can emulate that one again as well. So what is in store for the Halfback Podcast this season? It'll be dropping weekly of a Thursday morning just about every single week. The idea for this podcast, as I said, aside from trying to get a few wins, is to get inside Sam's footy head. You know, you could say I'm a little bit biased being his brother, but to be honest, it's completely the opposite. It chops me up inside, giving him raps. Uh, Sambo, with the love handles you've got, the lack of speed, you didn't get to 100-plus NRL games and Super League games on top of that by chance. You're sharp as a tuck when it comes to footy. So along with our Hail Mary, our lock of the week, our value plays of the week, we're also going to go through your tips for each and every game of the season. Uh, learn, as I said, get into the, the tactical side of rugby league. Learn a few things about the way teams set up, why coaches make certain decisions, the shapes that teams like to run, the defensive structures, the strengths and weaknesses of players. Uh, we'll, we'll tie into all of this with all of our punts. We won't keep you all day, 20 to 30 minutes maximum each week, nice and concise. And as I said, hopefully top up that betting account each week. Guys, we have linked with Better for the 2023 footy season. Each round of the season, we'll be producing exclusive SC Playbook special markets of our own. We'll also be using all of their markets for our plays throughout the season on this podcast. To follow along with our plays, you can find the link to their markets in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or on the social media posts that we send out with the podcast. If you do, By going through those channels, it'll also let better know that we sent you. So it'd be much appreciated if you are linking out with them, if you could do it via those channels early on. Also incredibly excited, we've got access to fantasy NRL markets this season. Obviously, SC Paybook being very super coach based Now, fantasy is different to Supercoach slightly. It's a little bit of a different scoring system, but same idea there. Uh, So it's not just a try sister or an offload here or there. Actual fantasy scoring. There's a play for that coming up later in the show. Guys, very important. It is for those aged 18 plus only, and please remember to gamble responsibly. Sam, let's get into the good stuff, mate. And we're going to start with the Brian Bevan lock of the week. For those who don't know who Brian Bevan is, explain, please. Brian Bevan, one of the all-time great tri-scorers in rugby league. He um, he played a little bit here in Australia, but mostly overseas. He scored in excess of 700 tries in about 650 games. I've seen some old blokes running around in the bush footy in, in New South Wales, but no one's got in the bull's roar playing that amount of football games. I don't know how his leg is still ticked over at the um, you know, late in his career to score that many tries. Uh, and let's be honest, it wasn't exa- exactly the way the game is today where everything's around entertainment and trying to score tries. It was, mm. you know, get out there and do your best. <laughs> Bloody Bevo just sat out there on the sting and, and finished them off. He must have had some good players on the inside, but the Bevo lock of the week, it's named after the great man himself. Yeah, Brian Bevo. To, to put that in context, Ken Irvine, the top try scorer in rugby NRL history, I suppose, 212 tries. So he's got about three and a half times the amount that Ken Irvine scored. Uh, yeah, look, let's be honest. Ken Irvine wouldn't lace Brian Bevan's boot. <laughs> no, not even in the same glass. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what is your Brian Bevan lock of the week, mate? Yeah, look, I'll be honest. I'm, there's a, there's a, it's very hard. The first first round of the of the year, it's, we all know it's the most probably difficult to try and predict. Everyone's changed systems and, and new teams and all that sort of stuff. But I'm actually fairly confident with this one, and it's not it's not groundbreaking, but the reason behind it's probably the more so. Now, I'm going to go to the Dogs, who had a pretty poor season last year. Uh, they've recruited quite well. I, I, I still don't 
think that they're definitely going to be that top eight sort of side. You know, they'll be probably pushing and be a bit closer. But the one thing I will say about this weekend's matchup, you've got Villiam Kikau, who probably runs one of the best lines in the game, and he's such a big body that that three man, who is Daly Cherry Evans, is going to have to sit on him. And Cherry Evans sits and turns in at the best of times. <laughs> As you would have known from last season. Confident straight into the new season. Yeah, and look, let's be honest. It wouldn't matter who's defending there, but that manly system and the way Cherry Evans defends, he defends quite tight. And it's been it's been successful for them. You know, he's won a comp um, with, the, with the club. So it's just the style of defense. But what it means is that he's going to be checking kick out very, very hard. Now, Burton's becoming one of the, the, the real dominant 5'8s within the comp. And his man on the outside, you give him a little bit of a sniff, I think he scores nearly every try. When he gets into clear, he finishes at nine times out of ten. So for me, Josh Adokar as an anytime try scorer at $1.96, I think it's Jeez. made for him this week. I think it's a really big price. The other one is, I'm not, I'm not going to put it in there, but for the punters out there, I actually think that he, to score two or more tries, you're getting $6.50 as well. Holy now, shit. I think that there's a bit of a play there. So my lock of the week is $1.96 for Addo Car to score any time. But for the punters out there, don't be afraid to have a crack at the $6.50. I can't believe he's paying $1.96, to be honest. As you said, and look, we, we saw what we saw what Viliami Kikau did at Penrith last year. Granted, obviously, a stronger side. You know, the combinations came together a lot quicker. But the way like, he, he plays such an intriguing shape for a back rower, doesn't he, Sam? We looked last season when Isaac Tungo would run that lead for him and, and Kikau would sweep out the back and just tip on to Taylor and May, who just score a stack of tries. Now, 98% of back rollers in the NRL, give or take a few, just run that hard that hard unders line for their their halfback. Uh, I suppose my, my only uh, issue uh, with the, the doggies early on in that one, mate, I, I think you're right, and it's great value, but how hard is it for these new combinations to come together early on in the season. Viliam uh, Kikau only played the second trial for the Doggies and only played about 10, 15 minutes before going off with a HIA. There are so many teams in the NRL, and that's why you said it's a tough round for punting early on as the combinations come together, but lots of change of personnel. How difficult it is for these combinations to, to start together? I think one thing that's probably in favour of players who are changing clubs these days is that most clubs run similar sort of shapes. It doesn't change massively from club to club. It's just the personnel and how effectively they run it. So that sort of shape you're talking about down a short side with the centre leading for the back rower, the dogs will still do that. They'll still do that sort of shape. And it's just a little bit about timing. It could take a little bit of time, but I think the way that that players have brought through the systems these days. I don't think it's as big a change as it probably has been in previous years where you've got different, you know, really different shapes and different speeds and styles. I think most clubs play similar styles. So, yeah, it'll take a little bit of time, but it'll take more than that to convince me that Josh Adokar doesn't score. Mm. Uh, my lock of the week, the Roosters giving away the 17.5 line or the spread. Very, a bit of an American term, I would have thought there, uh, on better at $1.83. Now, this should be a common theme through a few of my punts this week, but uh, the poor old Dolphins, we talk about new combinations. Well, they've got 17 new blokes trying to put combinations here this season. And if I'm being frank, I think it's a pretty underwhelming squad uh, to start the year. So Uncle Wayne's going to have to to really pull out all straps and, and all the magic dust that he can to help them get over the line here. And when I say line, I mean the 17 and a half line. I think the Roosters could smash this one. 
it's one where, you know, early in the season, you, you don't want to be taking on too many big lines traditionally because there are low scoring games. Sam, you've spoken in the past about how, how teams, you know, the, the lesser sides in the competition might struggle to get up for numerous weeks, but for one week they can get up for the intensities there. You know, the line speeds there, they run that 10% harder. Now the Dolphins, their first ever game in the NRL, that'll all be there, but I just think the class difference in these two squads is ridiculous. The Dolphins threw out a near full-strength side in that second trial against the Titans, and it just looked like first grade versus Ron Massey Cup. So I think the Roosters can cover that negative 17.5 line pretty comfortably at $1.83. Yeah, I know where you're coming from there. I do. The only thing I'd say is the Roosters, it's it's the first game of the season. Mm. They don't have to win by a massive margin. They've only got to win – I mean, I – I think there's a chance they win it by, say, 12, 14, 16 mm. points. But they don't have to win by 40 points in round one. They just want to get their combinations going. Some players are going to let, – let's be honest. If you're up by, say, 12 or 14 points with 10 minutes to go and you've got a tired front rower, well, he Robinson might just say, listen, just stay out there. Get him some game time. You know, he get him to blow out. I want to see him absolutely buckled and knackered first game of the season. It's going to benefit him next week and the week after. Let's let's try and get some match fitness into the legs. They don't have to win it by 40 points. So no doubt the Roosters class could put a massive scoreline on them. But I just the mindset of the, of the round one and the new team, I'm not convinced. Um, my other concern is if I start giving you too much Information. What are you going to talk about with Kempi? Because you've decided to get a gig with um, with Kempi and the bloke in a bar, and it's all through my ideas. And if I keep speaking, what are you going to talk about, mate? The only reason I do this podcast is with you. So I've got ammo to go on to Kempi and bloke in a bar on Monday. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right. You just keep ringing up Monday morning, and I'll give you the insights, mate. Yeah, I forgot to mention we're actually expanding this podcast to four hours this season. <laughs> um, Let's get on to the value bet of the week. No quirky names for this one, so open to any ideas in the comments. But, uh, Sam, your value bet of the week. Yeah, there's. Uh, I've gone to the try-scoring market. I actually originally, it was a little bit shorter, but I had Sevo and um, Bailey Simonson to score any time, but uh, Bailey's out. I'm actually a little bit of a fan of Parramatta this year. I know there's a lot of people writing them off. but Bailey, you know, Bailey got named. Yeah, I think I've just seen Luma Lumily Luma, 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 Luma's uh, okay, okay. in, so uh, I'm not too sure what's happened there. But I just think that Mitch Moses is set for a massive year. I think the way he's playing, his short sides and how fast and how square he's going, I think he's in for a really, really big year. I actually think that he can win the Daily M, providing that the Eels are a top-four team and, and they win enough games. Mm. But if they are to win their, their, their fair share of games, he's going to have a massive say in it. I think he's playing really well with the ball, but defensively he's been good too. He's he's coming coming on really well as a as a three man defender. So I think that Mitch Moses can have a big year, and I think Parramatta can have a good year as well. So I think Sevo on the left scores a try. I think Tua Lungi and Holmes on the left side for the Cowboys are going to see a lot of football. That's based on the fact that Harley Smith Shields comes back from a, a um, you know injury that's kept him out for nearly all of last season. Mm. You're going up to play the Cowboys in conditions that are foreign, obviously, to the Raiders. And I think the left side of the of the Cowboys is as classy as anyone in the competition. So I think Sevo to Alumni Holmes. And my last one is Khan Pereira to score on the left side for mm. the Gold Coast Titans. I think he's going to score some tries this year. 
anyone who listened to us last year knows that I'm a massive fan of Kieran Foran. I think he plays so direct and creates so much space for his outside men. I think that Khan Pereira and Brimson are going to have a really big year on the back of Kieran Foran. Now, they just have to be able to play in the right end of the field, but you just watch and see the difference that, that Kieran Foran makes to that Gold Coast side. So for those four, any time to score, you're getting $13. Uh, it's a little bit of value there for it. Normally, we probably wouldn't go that high, but I think those four can potentially score in week one of the NRL. Yes, very good. And, uh, mate, the... You know, after you're saying oh, I steal all your information, this isn't going to look great on my value play because I've also got. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't rehearsed. We don't know what our plays are before we go into this podcast during the week either. I also have Khan Pereira as an anytime try scorer. And let me guess, me. let me guess, you're a massive fan of Kieran Four and playing direct and straight. I just like the way he really has that direct <laughs> attack and tightens up the fence. <laughs> but I mean. It, it'd take a, you know, it'd take a blind man to miss the fact. If you, anyone who watched that second trial, I know it was only against the Dolphins, but what, how good they looked. Like Canberra strolled over for four tries in that game, and you know what broke my heart? I didn't realize you could punt on the trial games. <laughs> yeah, and the I was thinking yeah. I had this all ready for round one that I was just going to launch, get a good price about him, and he's gone out and scored four tries in the trial game and got yeah. rid of any price. Yeah, thanks for that. And it, but mate, it is, and it's like the, that edge looks, and, and it all comes in as well to obviously with how direct Foz is. But Bo Fermor proved last year he's one of the best line runners in the game. He's only in a tie-in defender, so Cam Pereira he looks a great one. Heimel Hunt, that left edge at the Knights, I'm so excited for this season with Kalen Ponga moving to the left. Uh, you know, I think Kalen Ponga that could be the best position in the NRL to be this season. So. Greg Marzu would have been a better anytime try scorer if he was there because he's basically unstoppable from five metres out. Marzu's out, so Heimel Hunt comes in on that left edge. And I just think KP, he is absolutely phenomenal when he gets one on one. One Playing 5-8 this season, he's going to get, get a lot more ball at first receiver. He's going to put defences in absolute tears this season, I think. And Heimel Hunt, he's another one, Sam, who... Uh, as you said, uh, there's the value there in the multi at $4.21, and it's a bit of a soft value, I'll give it that, but it's early in the season. Let's get a few runs on the board. But uh, I think you get two tries for Heimel Hunt, about $7 as well. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think Kalen's in for a big season. I actually think that Lockie Miller's a really good signing as well. I played against him in round one last year in reserve grade. We were um, playing against Newtown, and we didn't know too much about him, but he was just in everything, and I thought I, I came away really impressed. Uh, as the season went on and he, and he played more and more rugby league after coming from rugby union, he, he just got better and better. And I think he's going to be a, a really good pickup for the Knights. Uh, they were really short there at fullback, so it's it's a big pickup for them. But I really do. I, I think Kalen's the same. I think he's um, he might be able to take a little bit, little bit less pressure off him this year. Hastings will command a lot of the football. But I think, he, I mean, he gets a bad rap at times and it's probably due to the the pay packet that he gets, but I'm a fan of Kalen Ponga. I always have been. I think he, I think he still plays the game fairly tough. And the way he skips, for, he squares up the four man, skips to the three man, and then just gets the the center and the winger turning in. It just leaves that that winger open. I think he does it as good as anyone in the game. My critique of the way KP has been used at the Knights for a few years now, Sam, has been that he's used as a traditional fullback where, where he sweeps out the back of a lead runner. And it just gives defences time to react. So what excites – and I'm not – to be honest, I prefer him at fullback. I just think he was used poorly. But the benefit of moving him to 5-8, I think he will get more of that flat, fast ball off the back of quick play, the ball straight from Jaden Braley. 
and he'll do that exact thing. He'll get to the four man, mate. You cannot touch the bloke one on one. He turns a you know a four a three on three to a three on two in the blink of an eye, just about every time. And I mean, Darius Boyd's probably the best I've ever seen at just getting that option right with the three on two and getting picking his right pass. Kalen Ponga is unbelievable getting that option right too. Bradman Best is outside him, who's only just going to he'll only attract that winger. So, mate, I think KP and that left edge are in for absolute field day. I agree. No, good luck. Mate, the uh, Steve Jackson Hail Mary of the Week. Explain to uh, non-Raiders and old-school rugby league fans why it's the Steve Jackson Hail Mary of the Week. Yeah, one of the great men of rugby league, Steve Jackson. He uh, He's he'd gone down in Canberra Raiders folklore with his try in the 89 grand final against the Tigers. I don't even think he was meant to get on the field or play that day. I can't remember exactly how it played out, but Jacko was on the bench and um, he it's gone, um, you know, deep, deep, deep into the game. Jacko's got got thrown on and he's scored probably the single best forwards try in rugby league grand <laughs> final history. He would have been, if you wanted to get a price about Jacko being the last try scorer, <laughs> any try scorer in the 89 grand final, write your own ticket. Yeah, he, and he's a, he's a great character of the game. He's, um, as I said, he's he's uh, gone down in Canberra Raiders folklore. So we, we've been lucky to have Jacko down this way quite a bit and, um, you know, hopefully we can get a couple of Jackos up for the year. Hey, the, the old ROI will be looking right if we get a few Jackos up. I uh, I, I flirted the idea of going with the Alex Twole Hail Mary of the week because I reckon I'm close to getting a try in the NRL than Alex Twole is. But, mate, what's your Steve Jackson Hail Mary of the week for round one? Yeah, we'll run through our games uh, quickly afterwards, but I've tried to have a little bit of an all-up with, um, with this week. I've gone Parramatta Eels giving away the two and a half start against the against the Storm tonight. I've got Penrith Panthers at dollar twenty. The Dogs giving away four and a half at a dollar ninety. The Cowboys to win at a dollar thirty nine, and the Sharks giving away five and a half start at a dollar ninety. Gold Coast Titans giving away two and a half start at a dollar ninety, and the Roosters at a dollar twelve. So I've got seven of this weekend's games all up. You can get twenty four dollars about it. So I'll run through them. I don't expect you to remember them. I'll go through them again quickly. Panthers head to head. Bulldogs giving away the start. Cowboys to win. Sharks giving away the start. The Roosters to win, and the Titans giving away the start. Very, very nice, mate. We've. Uh... I said, we'll get to your tips very shortly. So because we, you've essentially put them all in there, we'll talk about them in more depth uh, in a minute. Um, my one, I forgot to add the odds to it. I'll find that for you. But I've gone I've gone the Roosters 19 plus. As I said, I, I think they're going to do an absolute number on, on the poor old Dolphins. Roosters 19 plus. Daniel Tupo on that left edge to score a hat trick. Especially Joey Manu has gone from the right edge. He's out of this game. Not ideal, but I do think it just means they'll send more traffic down that left edge. Joseph Suwili, he's obviously on the left as well now. So a two-poo hat-trick. Teddy also to get one. I think that was about $19 to $20, but I'll confirm that shortly. Guys, Paddy and George have mentioned me. They're getting a lot of you guys contacting them recently about debt consolidation. Paddy and George, major sponsors of SC Playbook, once again in 2023, of course. If you do have a few different car- credit cards or loans with multiple repayments, they can merge them all into one loan with a single repayment at a much lower rate, meaning less stress and more money in your pocket. It's a really good, great option for a lot of people with their debt getting out of hand. I know it can also be a bit of a sensitive issue for some, but rest assured you're not alone. There are many people in the same boat. Patty and George are always there to help. Better yet, 
mention you an SC Playbook listener or a halfback podcast listener, whatever way you want to go with it. They'll give you a free plan on how to get your debts in order. That's $129 saving when you mention SC Playbook. Sam, let's get stuck into your tips for round one. Uh, and we do start tonight with the Parramatta Eels versus the Melbourne Storm. Better have got Parramatta at $2.05, Melbourne $1.78. You like Parramatta with the line. Yeah, I do. Um, great game to kick off. I can't wait for tonight. It's going to be an absolute blockbuster. The reasons I like Parramatta, Mitch Moses, I think I've already touched on. He looked awesome. He looked really good in the preseason again. The stat that really sort of stands out is Paris won four straight against Melbourne. They've also covered the line in their last six games. Yeah, and they, you know, like it's one of those things that we all look at Melbourne's first re- first game record of each year, 20 straight. It's ridiculous. Um, I think Hodgson comes in for Marnie. I don't think that the Eels lose much there. If anything, Hodjo's going to offer a little bit more creativity. Uh, and I'm a massive fan of that spine of the Eels. So... Two and a half start tonight. I think it'll be an absolute bell ringer. I can't wait. Dollar ninety about it. That's why I reckon Parramatta can uh, can get up. Just going through the the better the markets at the moment, and I'm on the the Dolphins Roosters game trying to find this multi value. Everything around Daniel Tupu just dropped in odds, so there must be a bug in this room. That's how that's how much the impact the halfback podcast has on betting agencies, mate. Yeah, we're we're, we're turning the dial one better at a time. <laughs> Game two, the New Zealand Warriors up against the Newcastle Knights. Now, the Knights are the $2.30 outsiders in this one over in Wellington. Who do you like? Um, I think this is going to be the exact opposite to an absolute bell ringer, but it is still <laughs> first game of the season, so we'll get around it. It's going to be an interesting setup. I think the Warriors have added a couple of really good signings. Mitch Barnett's going to bring that little bit of mongrel to the side. He's a good competitor and leader, and I think you know as, as long as he can keep that elbow down, he's going to have a really big um, season for the Warriors. I also like Dylan Walker. I think he offers a lot of balance to the team, covers a lot of positions. The line's probably what I'm a little bit more concerned about. The Knights getting a five-and-a-half start, I think that they could probably cover it. I think it'll be a pretty close game, and there won't be too much in it, to be honest. So I think that it's going to be a close game, but if I was to be pressed, I think that the Knights with a five-and-a-half start is probably what I play. Mm. They are, it's the beauty of NRL Supercoach, mate. It doesn't matter how good or bad a game of football it's going to be on any given week. If you've got Supercoach players, it's a ripper. Uh, Friday, 8.05 p.m. at Bluebet Stadium in Penrith. The Panthers versus the Broncos. Penny Panthers, pretty hot. $1.30 favourites in this one. Uh, who do you like with the line? Yeah, probably the most intriguing game of the, of the week, uh, Panthers, how do they bounce back from the World Club Challenge loss? How does this new Brisbane side, who they're all young still, they're still learning the game, they're learning about the NRL. What I'll say about Brisbane is last year they started the season really well. The hard part about the NRL is doing it for 26 weeks straight. So they're probably up for this game. Um, there's no doubt that they've been building all preseason for it. I think if Penrith had won the World Club Challenge, they would have been more chance, to be honest. But I think that Panthers have got something to prove. Mm. And there's a few people still writing them off, saying Appy and Kikau have left. I think that what they've got there, they won four of the five grades in the across the juniors and the reserve grade last year. You can't tell me they don't have depth. They've got people coming through. They would have worked out who they can replace and who they have coming through. I, obviously, they think that Sonny Luke's going to be a player of the future. Mitch Kenny probably starts the game. And then Luke comes on, I think, will play big minutes. So 
I actually think Penrith can go up there and dust them. And and, and with the 13-point start, I actually think that they can cover it, getting a getting $1.82 about that. Mm. Nice, mate. That's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And as I said, just with the, the off-field issues from the Bron- Broncos, we saw them capitulate at the end of last season. Um, you know, if they can – it hasn't been a pretty off-season for them again. So we'll see if they can turn around a little bit down in Penrith. Tough place to do it. Manly Seagulls versus Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 3 p.m. on Saturday at Brookie Oval in Manly. Uh, who do you like in this one, Sam? You mentioned uh, you, you, your lock was around the doggies, but do you think they can get the job done? Yeah, there's these two teams. There's going to be a lot, a lot answered over this weekend. Manly, you get Turbo back. I think that we all know when he's at his best, he's he's probably the most dominant in terms of having an impact on a team. There's probably no one more dominant than him in the mm. game. I think a big change is I mentioned Kieran Foran. He's he leaves and Johns is in at five eight. It's a massive change. The dogs have recruited quite well. I'm a little bit worried about their little bit light on in the back row at the moment with uh, Thompson being out for for the season. So I'm a little bit worried there, but I think that um, I think the dogs can go there and win more so around the price at two dollars forty five. That's probably the main main thing for me. I think that they're probably a little bit overs in that sense. So if they're a dollar ninety each, you might play it differently. But I actually don't mind the dogs as the outsiders. Sam, Cowboys at $1.33 against your Canberra Raiders up in Townsville on Saturday at 5.30. A few of your punts sound like they were leading towards the Cowboys on this one. Yeah, I think it's probably the hardest game one the Raiders had for a number of years. We've traditionally struggled up there early on in the season. Last year, we struggled up there. I think playing in those conditions first up against a side who's so full of confidence and got such a point to prove that they can do it again this year. I think it's just such a massive ask round one. The Raiders have got the sort of side where they've got grit and determination in them, sort of close tussles. We see it when it's a little bit greasy in Canberra in the middle of winter, those 12-10 score lines. They've got a will to win. Jacko and Elliot, they obviously lead the way there in, in terms of competitiveness, but I just think it's too big of an ask for, for them to go up there and win round one. I'd love to see it them prove me wrong. Uh, it can really set up their season. And, and I, I know they'll be speaking about that, that if you can go up there and knock this side off in round one, you know, you're just letting the rest of the competition know that we're still about, we've still got this side that can that can do it. And I think it'll take a little bit of time. They've, um, you know, there's a little bit of a question mark about how much Seb Chris has played at fullback. Mm. He, hasn't, he hasn't spent a lot of time there with my time at the Raiders. So that's probably a little bit of a question mark. Um, Harley Smith Shields is only going to be better for the run, so that is a big ask. But you know, I'd love to see them to see them knock them off. But it, you know, I've probably got to lean towards the Cowboys. Yeah, the, the the line in that one is you can get the Raiders with a seven and a half start at two dollars and four. Would you take that, or would you still go down the Cowboys camp? Yeah, it's, I, I probably still lean towards the Cowboys, to be honest. Um, Based off what I've just yeah. just mentioned, Cronulla Sharks versus South Sydney Rabbitohs, absolute bell ringer of a game. This is Saturday night at Shark Park. Sharkies two dollars forty two, Bunnies a dollar fifty six. The low odds for the Bunnies, obviously being Nico Hines, a, a late withdrawal from this one. Who do you like here? I, 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 the Sharks are growing on me. 
Mm. They're really growing on me. I think the balance they've got there, I think the coach they've got there. I mentioned the other day, sometimes you've got to look at the, who, who the, who's missing in a side and who's coming off the bench in certain sides to realise how good a side they have. The Sharks have got Cam McInnes, they've got Wade Graham, they've got Jack Williams, and they've got Oregon Kafusi coming off the bench for them. Now, those four players, in any sense, they can start for this side. They could start in nearly all other sides within the comp, barring a couple. I think they've got so much depth this year. If Hines was playing, I'd be a lot more confident. But what it has done, it's put that uh, it's put the price out a long way. Uh, they've drifted in the market. And I think that at the price, you can back the Sharkies. On the other hand, I also think that the Rabbitohs can win the comp. But yeah. that's based on Luttrell and Walker staying fit. So... This is another one. We're going to work out pretty early on where these two teams sit, but I think playing at home, a sold-out Shark Park, and the price that you're getting, it's a, they're going to be hard to beat. It's going to be such a good game of footy. And as you said, $2.42, the Sharkies. I don't mind that myself. The Dolphins versus the Roosters, Sunday afternoon. Dolphins at $5, Roosters at $1.15. I suppose the question there, Sam, is the 17.5 line, my lock of the week, uh, do you think the Roosters will cover that or not? Yeah, look, it's a bit of a lottery. I probably wouldn't be putting um, my hard-earned on it. I'm not too sure how it plays out. But for the reasons we spoke about earlier, I think that the Dolphins can cover it. I actually I just think they're going to be up for this week. The, the Roosters don't need to win by 40 points. I think that they can, round one, be comfortable winning from, you know, that sort of 10 to 16 points and doing it doing it in a canter. So, I'm, look, I may well be completely wrong and I haven't seen enough of the Dolphins to have a, a real opinion, but I just think that it's first game for the club. They're going to be up for it with quite an experienced forward pack on the back of it. Mm. Yeah, we'll see, mate. I reckon Roosters in a canter. Finally, for the round one wrap-up, West Tigers versus Gold Coast Titans. Tigers at $1.70. Uh, sorry, Tigers $1.70 at Leichhardt Oval, Titans two twelve. the Titans with a one-and-a-half start in the line. Yeah, two, two trains of thought. One is I think the Tigers were exceptional in that trial against the Raiders. They completed about 86% in a trial game in hot conditions. That's unheard of. So massive tick for the Tigers in that sense. I thought Tommy Talao looked awesome. Mm. Uh, I thought I haven't seen a lot of Tommy, to be honest, but he looked really good in that, that trial game. Injury, injury riddled for a couple of years now, Tommy. So he hopefully he can stay fit and, and show us what he's got. Yeah, I think there's a real player in him. So I think that um, you know he'll see a lot of the football. On the other hand, they've got to come so far this year to be able to even think about being in that top eight or trying to beat some of these better teams. They were so far off the mark last year that there's so many things that have to change. Now, to do that in a pre-season without playing too much footy together, I'm not sold on them yet. I think they're still a long way off being anywhere near at that top side and being able to compete with the top teams. So for that reason, I think that we, we spoke about Foran and the Titans earlier. They're the outsiders and probably to, to, leaning towards the Titans because of the price again. Yeah, now, if they were a dollar ninety a piece, then maybe that train of thought changes. But I think that the Titans with the price are worth worth the play. Yeah, that's going to be a cracker of a game. It's going to be it could be an absolute pointathon. The I think the Titans have recruited really well in their biggest issue for a few seasons has been defence. Sam Verrills, Aaron Shop, a few other players there. Kieran Foran, really good defensive approach to that. Uh, my hail mary selection, just revising it slightly because it's been busy and we need to wrap up. Uh, Egan Butcher to score a try. James Desco to score a try. Daniel Tupu two tries. 
Handicap Roosters, 17 and a half. That's at $15, guys. Just quickly before we finish up for episode one of the Halfback Podcast for 2023, the Bedar specials this week. We've got the SC Public Multi, the Dolphins to win the spoon, into the Roosters minor premiers at $16. Play two, we've got Will Warbrick at any time try score into Cameron Munster, 50-plus official fantasy NRL points tonight at $3.35, both in any of our articles on scplaybook.com.au. Otherwise, they are on site at Bedar. Sam, we'll wrap that up. Thank you, mate. Good start. It's good to be back. Welcome to Brian Bevan and Steve Jackson. And if anyone's got any value players for us, let us know. It's going to be a big year. I can't wait to uh, for it all to kick off, and hopefully we can some, make some money as the year goes on. Yeah, the Sam Williams value try score a bit of the week. Righto, guys. Thanks for tuning in.